Welcome back. This is the Anacast Tea, where we talk about all things church-related. My name is Allison C. Holt. I am your host, and today we are going to continue on our journey through the Bible here in 2024. We've been in the book of Genesis, we've been in Exodus, we've been in Leviticus, and now we're in the book of Numbers. And we are going to start here in the book of Numbers with the 13th chapter. We're going to do the 13th chapter. We're going to learn about the 12 spies. And we're going to do the 20th chapter. We're going to learn about Moses' disobedience. So we are going to just jump right in. We're going to read both chapters. And then we're going to come back and do a brief breakdown of what we have learned from these two chapters on today. So Numbers, the 13th chapter, exploring the land of Canaan, starting at the first verse. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert to Paran. And I want you to know that I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible. I am reading from the NIV. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. These are their names. And it goes down and it lists all the names from the tribe of Reuben, from the tribe of Simeon, from the tribe of Judah, Issachar, from the tribe, and so forth. However, we're going to jump down past all of the names. And we are going to get down to let's see what verse we're gonna we're gonna go to verse 16 and you can read it for yourself these are the names of the men moses sent to explore the land moses gave hoshea son of nun the name joshua and when moses sent them to explore canaan he said go up through the negev and on into the hill country see what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak few or many what kind of land do they live in is it good or bad what kind of towns do they live in are they unwalled or fortified how is the soil is it fertile or poor are there trees on it or not do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land it was the season of the first ripe grapes so we're going to start right there and we're going to look at what is going on here remember we've learned so far that god gives out detailed instructions and so we know that moses here is a man of god he has learned from god listen what moses is telling them you go up to the land you go um through the negative i want you to go this way i want you to go into the hill country and i want you to see if the land what the land is like whether and what the people are like and are they few or many what kind of land is it 
do they live on? Is it good land? Is it bad land? What are the towns like that they live in? Are they walled or are they fortified cities? What is the soil like? Is it fertile or is it poor? Are there trees there? And, and do your best to bring back some of the fruits. So Moses is giving them detailed instructions. He's giving to the men that he's sending out to spot out the land, the land of milk and honey, the promised land. Go and spy it out. A lot of times we don't want to just go head first into something. We need to spy it out. We need to see what it's all about. Is this a good deal? Let me see the paperwork. Let me see the numbers. Let us crunch the numbers. We want to know, is it worth uh, getting involved in? We want to know if it's worth going, just like when you're buying a car. Let me go to the dealership. Let me look at this vehicle. I saw it online, but I want to look at the vehicle. I mean, are there scratches on the car on the outside? What does the inside look like? Is it dirty and filthy? Is anything broken on the inside? So they're spying out the land to see what it is like. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rohab toward Lebel, Haman. Lebel, Haman. And they went up through the Negev and came to Hebron and Ah. Ahamim. <laughs> I'm gonna do some bad pronunciations here, but that's okay. Shisha and Tamma and the descendants of Anite lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkel, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkel because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. So they went and explored the land and the, 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 the land was so fruitful and plenteous and great that the cluster of grapes that they cut off to bring back to show uh, Moses, two men had to carry the cluster. It was just that big. My God from Zion. Okay, we're going to go down to verse 26. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went up into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is the fruit of it, but the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of the Anite there. Descendants of the Anite, those are giants. We even saw the descendants of the Anites there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jubasites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. In other words, they're all over the place. We have nowhere to go. The giants are over there. Oh my God, the land is great. But listen, 
all of this is going on. All of this is negative, in other words. Then Caleb, Caleb sil silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. So there was one out of all of them that went up to spot the land. There was Caleb. There was one that said, for surety, we can go and possess the land. Number one, God told us uh, that it was ours. And number two, we can do it with the help of the Lord. I'm just throwing that in there. Um, when Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession for of the possession of the land for we can certainly do it but the men who had gone up with him went up with caleb said we can't attack those people they are stronger than we are and they spread they are spread among the israelites or they spread among the israelites a bad report about the land they had explored and they said the land we explored devours those living in it all the people saw there are a great a a great size wait a minute all the people were all the people we saw there are a great size we saw the nephilim there those are the descendants of anak the nephilim if you never did we talk about the nephilim in the in the book of genesis I don't think we talked about the Nephilims. We didn't get to we didn't get to talk about chapter six in the book of Genesis. If you go back to the book of Genesis, it tells you about the sons of God came down. They saw the women of men and they saw that they were beautiful. So they came into the women of men and, you know, they took as many as they wanted uh, for wives and um, there may be a little controversy, but uh, many of the scholars believe that the sons of men in the book of Genesis, the sixth chapter, are angels. The angels came down. They saw the women of men. They said that, and these are fallen angels, mind you. Let me make sure I put that in there. Fallen angels, the angels that fell with Satan upon this earth, they saw the women of men and they thought they were very beautiful so they began to make them their wives they went into the women go into the women they uh copulated with the women and they began to have children the children are the nephilim the children are the giants they're men of renown go back and read genesis the sixth chapter and get out um make sure you purchase a commentary and and um learn these things about the bible we did not go over the book of genesis uh book the not the book but the chapter we did not go over chapter six in the book of genesis however that's just a tidbit for you um, we only went over certain chapters and Genesis 6 was not that chapter. But that's where you find the beginning in the Bible when the Bible is talking about the Nephilim, the men of renown, the ascendants of Anak. And here the, the people are afraid of the men came back with the report 
Listen, we saw the Nephilim over there. We saw the children of the descendants of Anak. We saw the giants over there. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. My God from Zion, that is Numbers, the 13th chapter. The men went to, the 12 spies actually, went to spy out the land. They all came back with a bad report except for one, and that was Caleb. The other of uh, 11 said, um, the land is good, everything is good over there. But the people are strong, they're mighty, and even the giants are over there. We are too weak to go in and possess the land. Why? Because of the giants, we look like grasshoppers in our own eyesight. Listen, listen at what the scripture said. We look at we look like grasshoppers in our own eyesight to them. Therefore. And I put that therefore there on my own accord. Therefore, we look like grasshoppers to them. So they had already conditioned or they were all, their mindset was already in a state that we cannot do it. Even though they had the great I am, the God of all told them this was going to be their land. They just had to possess it, which we'll find that out. I found out more about that in the book of Joshua. But they they when they saw the people, when they saw the city, when they saw what they saw with their eyes, they lost faith. You know, they've been complaining the whole time. They've been rebellious the whole time. And then when they go over there and they see all of this, and it's just like all of that cr run, uh, comes crushing down, are raining down again. We can't do it. We, we look like grasshoppers. We, we, we're weak. We cannot do it. But there was one man that said, yes, we can do it. We can do it. That is Numbers chapter 13. Let's go over to Numbers, the 20th chapter, and see what we find out about Moses. Remember, we just talked about how Moses was a burden because the people wanted meat. And Moses was burdening and just upset about and asked God to kill him. Lord, if you find favor in me, just kill me now because these people going to make me sin. Well, let's go over to... Uh, Numbers the 20th chapter and see what happened here with Moses. In the first month, the whole Israelite community arrived in the desert of Zin and they stayed at Kadesh. There, Miriam died. That is um, Miriam, Moses' sister, Moses and Aaron's sister. There, Miriam died and was buried. Now there was no water for the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, if only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into this desert that we and our livestock should die here? 
why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. This is what the people, the congregation, the community is saying to Moses. My goodness. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell face down. And the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, take thy staff and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock from before or for the community so they and their livestock can drink. Now listen, listen at the details. We're learning about God and his detail. He told Moses, Moses, get your staff. You're at Aaron. I want you to go to the rock and I want you to speak to the rock. Speak to that rock before their eyes. Speak to the rock before the community and the rock will pour out water. Speak to the rock and the rock will pour out water. Listen, let's go to verse 9. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered and assembled together in front of the rock and Moses said unto them, listen, you rebels. Moses was upset. Listen, you rebels. Must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out. And the community and their livestock drank. Listen, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to verses. Let's go back to verse 8. And the Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, you and you and your brother Aaron, gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it will pour out water okay let's go down to verse 10 basically moses and aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and moses said to them listen you rebels must we bring you water out of the rock then moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out and the community and the livestock drank. So basically, now we've been talking this whole time since we started that God gives out specific details and we want to follow the details of God. We do not want to be... Um, in empty with God, we do not want to be on God's bad side. We don't want God to be angry with us. We want God to favor us. Now, listen, God told Moses, I want you to go to this rock and I want you to speak to the rock and the water is going to come out and the people are going to feed 
uh, they're going to drink themselves and then their flock is going to drink. So Moses being angry, Moses already told God, God, just if you love me, if you favor me, go ahead and take me now because these people something else and they're going to make me sin. What happened here in the 20th chapter? Moses sinned. Moses was angry. You rebels, do we have to uh, bring water to you out of this rock? And then what did Moses do? He didn't speak to the rock. The Lord says, speak to the rock. Moses didn't speak to the rock. Moses got his staff and he basically hit the rock two times and the water come gushing out. Let's see what God had to say to Moses because Moses was disobedient. He did not follow the rules. Moses did not follow the details. Verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. These were the waters of Meribah, where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and where he showed himself holy among them. I'm going to go ahead and finish reading it. Moses sent messengers to Kadesh to the king of Edom saying, this is what your brother Israel says. You know about all the hardships that have come upon us. Our forefathers went down into Egypt and we lived there many years. The Egyptians mistreated us and our fathers, but when we cried out to the Lord, he heard our cry and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. Now we are here at Kadesh, a town on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your country. We will not go through any field or vineyard or drink water from any well. We will travel along the king's highway and not turn to the right nor to the left until we have passed through your territory. But Edom, which is Esau's descendants, remember, we didn't, did we read about it? No, we didn't read about it. Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob and Esau. Jacob is the chosen people just give me a little bit of history because we didn't go there jacob was the chosen out of god out of esau out of the two children jacob was the chosen and esau was the hated by god so the children of jacob are the 12 tribes of israel the the children of jacob are those that went down to egypt and were slaves to the Egyptians. And these are the Israelites that God is bringing out here in the wilderness. Those are the children of Jacob. The children of Esau are the Edomites. And Jacob and Esau were brothers. So here, the Edomites are seeing their cousins, basically. And the Israelites, their cousins are saying, we just want to come through here because God has taken us to a land flowing with milk and honey. But we just want to come through here. We're not going to mess with anything. We just want to come through and get to where we're going. 
Huh. Let's see what the Edomites had to say here in chapter, uh, verse 18. But Edom answered, you may not pass through here. If you try, we will march out and attack you with the sword. The Israelites replied, we will go along the main road. And if we or our livestock drink any of your water, we will pay for it. We only want to pass through on foot, nothing else. Again, they answered, meaning the Edomites, you may not pass through. Then Edom came up against them with a large and powerful army. Since Edom refused to let them go through their territory, Israel turned away from them. This is a blood feud. Israel asked politely for the right to pass through Edom, offering to even pay for water. Since the Edomites were distant relative cousins, basically, descendants of Jacob's brother Esau, Israel expected a favor in response. Instead, the Edomites refused meant a long and hard detour for the children of Israel. Moses warned the Israelites not to hate the Edomites. Why? Because that's your cousin. Don't hate them. Don't, don't hate your cousin, even though they're full of the devil and they do all manner of evil against you. Don't hate your cousins. Just pray for them. Lord God, help so-and-so. That's my cousin. But he, they do all manner of evil against me. But that's my cousin. And I pray that you save them, set them free, and deliver them from their wicked ways. My God, in Jesus' name, I pray. That's my cousin. My God from Zion. He said, Moses warned the Israelites not to hate the Edomites, their kin. But for the rest of biblical history, there were wars and hatred between the two nations. We can say that here today. They are still fighting over in the eastern land or the, what do you want to call it? Over in Israel, over in that land, over in Pakistan, all that business that's going on today. That's always going on. All that war over there in that country. I say over there because I live in the United States. I live in the Western world. Over there, all of that, their cousins, they are still fighting today. They're fighting over land. They're killing each other. Their cousins over there fighting against each other, killing up one another. It's here in black and white in your Bible, in the book of Numbers, the 20th chapter. Go and read it for yourself. Moses told him, don't be angry with them because that's your cousin. And what did it say also throughout biblical history, even today in 2024, there were wars and hatred between these two nations, between the children of Jacob and the children of Esau throughout all of history there's always been a war going on always a war between cousins my god from Zion okay we're gonna finish this out and we're gonna call it a day the death of Aaron the whole Israelite community set out from 
Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. And Mount Hor near the border of Edom, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Aaron will be gathered to his people. He will not enter the land I give the Israelites because both of you, which we read back in verse 12, but the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me, because Moses struck the rock, you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites in front of all the community. You will not bring this community into the land that I give them. So here we're coming back and reading what God has to say about Aaron. Aaron will not gather to his people. He will not enter the land I give the Israelites because both of you rebelled against my command at the water of Meribah. Get Aaron and his son Eleazar and take them to Mount Hor. Remove Aaron's garments and put them on his son Eleazar, for Aaron will be gathered to his people and he will die there. So in other words, God is <clears throat> making a succession here. God is saying Aaron's going to die, but uh, we're going to take because his 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 offspring are going to continue to be the priest of the people of Israel. So God has chosen Eleazar, Aaron's son, to now become the priest. So I want you to take them. I want you to Aaron is going to take off all the priestly garments. Remember, these are sacred garments. And I want you to put them on Eleazar. He is now going to be the priest. Why? Because Aaron is going to die here in this place. So Moses did as the Lord commandment, commanded. They went up to Mount Hor in the sight of the whole community. Moses removed Aaron's garments and put them on his son Eleazar. And Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. My Gotham Zion. As soon as the, the garments taken off the man, he died. We do not want to be in the hands of an angry God. All they did was be, they were disobedient. God said, you didn't trust me. We have got to trust God. Come on, somebody. These are the things that we're learning. We have to believe God. We have to have faith that God said he's going to do it. We have to believe that God is going to do it. Listen, this man died. They could barely get the, I say barely, but as soon as they took the, the sacred garments off of this man, this man dropped down and died. And I'm, I'm, I'm being dramatic here, but this is what happened. Moses did as the Lord commanded. They went up to Mount Hor in the sight of the whole congregation. Everybody was looking. Moses removed Aaron's garments. He removed the sacred garment of God, the priestly garment, and put it on Eleazar, his son. And Aaron died there on top of the mountain. My God, I'm saying. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. So they went up to the mountain. They switched the garments. Aaron died. Moses and Eleazar came down in the midst of the congregation. My God, I'm saying. And when the whole community learned that Aaron had died, the entire house of Israel mourned for him. 
30 days my god my god we are learning something here in the book we learned something in the book of genesis we learned in exodus we learned in um leviticus my god did we learn in leviticus and now we are learning here in the book of numbers the man died my god my god and just to add on to that moses did not go into the promised land either god said need you would because you did not trust me you're not going to go into the promised land we see here in twin uh chapter 20 that aaron died and as you read on which i encourage you to read on you will find out that moses actually we'll find that out in the book of joshua which we will go and study the book of joshua as well but we will find out in the book of joshua that moses died also he did not enter into the promised land and that was a promise from god now let's go over and summarize what we have learned here out of the book of numbers and we're going to talk about chapters 13 and chapter 20 okay numbers chapter 13 describes the israelites exploration of canaan which was the land promised to them by god now let's look at the key elements of exit uh numbers the 13 chapter excuse me sending the spies at the lord's command moses sent one leader from each of the tribes you know there are tw 12 tribes of israel those are the 12 sons of jacob jacob had 12 sons and each one had a leader so they began each son began to be a tribe within the israelite community and each tribe had an elder and so Moses sent one leader or leaders, I should say, Moses sent one leader from each of the 12 tribes of Israel to explore Canaan. This includes a man named Caleb from the tribe of Judah and Hoshea, later called Joshua, from the tribe of Ephraim. So Caleb and Joshua were the only ones that said, yeah, we can do this. Um, don't count us out. Don't limit us. We can go in and possess the land. Okay. And those are my words. The exploration, the spies were instructed to observe the land and its inhabitants, including the strength and number of the people, the quality of the land, and whether the cities were fortified they are also asked to bring back some of the land's produce now the report of the spies after they came back they brought back the report after 40 days the spies returned with their report and a sample of the land's produce including a cluster of grapes so large that it had to be carried on a pole between two men we read about that they reported that the land was indeed fruitful but also that the people were living there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very huge now the negative report 
and the fear. Ten of the twelve spies focused on the challenges and the strength of the Canaanites, causing fear among the Israelites. They described the inhabitants as giants, the Nephilim, we talked about them, and claimed that the land devours those living in it. Now, Caleb and Joshua, they came back and they said, Caleb and later Joshua tried to encourage the people by expressing confidence in God's ability to bring them into the land. God already told them, I am giving you this land. This is the promise that I promised your forefathers that we I will bring them into a land of milk and honey, a, a great land. So Caleb and Joshua encouraged the people in expressing confidence in God's ability to bring them into the land. Don't be afraid. We got this. In other words, they urged the people not to rebel against the Lord. Don't fall into the hands of an angry God and you're going to die. And not to fear the inhabitants of the land. Now, this chapter sets the stage for the subsequent crisis of faith among the Israelites, highlighting the themes to trust in God, fear, and the consequences of disbelief. The report of the spies and the people's reaction to it led to significant developments in the narrative of the Israelites' journey to the promised land. My God, my God. So yes, it began, uh, as we can say, a hot mess. It began a hot mess. They're right there. They're right there. But because of the report, of the spies, the people feared, not even thinking about you're serving the great I am. My God, my God. And of course, we're going to go down and see what chapter 20, Numbers chapter 20, describes the significant events, the Israelites' wilderness journey, particularly focusing on the themes of leadership, Moses and Aaron, challenges and the consequences of disobedience my god the consequence of their disobedience now the key events include the death of miriam which is there was moses and aaron's sister <coughs> called miriam the chapter opens with the death of miriam moses and aaron's sister at kadesh now water from the rock at meribah my god the Israelites complained due to the lack of water. These people are always complaining. Listen, we do not want to complain. Why? Because God, it angers God to hear us complaining. We've learned it here. We don't want to complain. The people died with the meat of the quail in their mouth because they were complaining. No siree here. Uh, the water from the rock. Uh, because of the complaints of the people, Moses struck the rock. Moses and Aaron were there. Aaron died. We've learned all this in the 20th chapter. My God, from Zion, we will learn later that Moses did not enter the promised land. God said, neither one of you basically are going to lead the people in. Why? Because you did not trust me. So we're learning here that we can't complain. Don't be a complainer. Be thankful for what you have be thankful for what god is doing in your life and also 
to trust God. These are the things that we're learning here in these two chapters. Okay, so the water from the rock at Meribah. The Israelites complained due to the lack of water. God instructed Moses to speak to the rock to bring the water forth. However, Moses in anger, he strikes the rock twice with his staff instead of speaking to it. And God, as God commanded, the water does come out of the rock, but Moses and Aaron are punished by God for their lack of faith, for their lack of trust in God. They were told they would not lead the people into the promised land. This is what we have learned here in this chapter. The request to pass through Edom. Moses sends messengers to the king of Edom, their cousins, requesting permission to pass through the land. We're not going to do anything. The request was denied and the Edomites came out in force against them. Consequently, the Israelites are forced to turn away and find another route. So your cousins, you going to ask your cousins, we, we trying to get to the promised land. We trying to go over here on the other side of where you live. And I just want to uh, drive through your yard or drive through your field or walk through your field, basically, to get to the other side of your field because I'm trying to get over there. But my cousin come out and say, no, you know, this been you, you, your, your, your father, your forefather, and my forefather um, was in rivalry. And guess what? We don't like you either. I don't like you because my daddy didn't like you. I don't like you because my forefather did not like you. And no, you cannot cross over my field. I don't care if you uh, want to pay me or not. No, it's a no. And those are my words. I'm just bringing it down to our terms so we can understand what's going on. And this is your cousin, family feud, if you will. Family feud. And it is going on in this world right now today in 2024. Family feud. They're family. My God from Zion. So the request was denied and the Edomites came out enforce against them consequently the israelites are forced to turn away and find another route the death of aaron god tells moses and aaron that aaron will not enter the promised land because of their disobedience at meribah aaron dies on mount hor and his priestly garments are passed to his son eleazar the whole community mourns for aaron's mourns aaron's death for 30 days now numbers 20 highlights the challenges of leadership you can be a leader but honey when you're leading people whew, there's something to be desired listen we found out earlier that moses asked the lord to kill him take me now oh god if i got to lead these people you might as well take me now why because these people gonna make me sin they're gonna bring me to ruin and what happened here in chapter 20 they made or or led up to moses being disobedient to the lord and his punishment was he will not go into the promised land so numbers chapter 20 highlights the challenges of leadership and the importance of obedience to god the events in this chapter including 
the denial of the entry into the promised land for Moses and for Aaron are pivotal moments in the narrative of the Israelites journey. My God, my God, because of the people, because of the murmuring and complaining, because of the burden leading people, leadership, it's not always easy. It's not always fun. Sometimes the leading of the people, you know, you got to deal with different attitudes. You got to deal with different mindsets. You got to deal with a, a different. Everybody's different. Everybody has different characteristics. Everybody have different attributes. And you being the leader has to deal with all of this. And here we find here that leadership is not always easy. Moses, <coughs> we found that, that Moses asked the Lord to just kill him. Kill me now, Lord. Kill me now before these people bring me to ruin. And what happened? The people brought him to ruin. Moses was disobedient. He did not speak to the rock. He was angry and he struck the rock. Therefore, God did not allow him to enter into the promised land my god my god we are on this biblical journey here in 2024 and we are gleaning i don't know about you but my baskets are full and i got more baskets to go i have many baskets already full that I can go in and take out and use against the enemy. I can take and apply it to my life. And that's one thing we're doing as we go throughout the Bible. We're praying continuously that God helps us, gives us the uh, tenacity and the strength and the power and the faith that we need to apply the word of the Bible to our life on a daily basis. We know that we have to be, um, we have to adhere to details. We found out that we have to listen to the details and we have to obey the rules of God. We don't want to be scared of no leaf uh, blowing in the wind. We don't want to have that type of fear placed upon us by God himself. We don't want that. Uh, we don't want to be running away because of a leaf that's blowing in the wind. We learn that we have to be obedient. We learn that we're not supposed to worship idol gods. We're not supposed to create idol gods. We've learned that. We learn about the um, details of the Passover, of, of what we're, how we're supposed to come before God. We can't come before God all willy-nilly, any kind of way. We got to come before him concentrated consecrated and pure clean we have to come before god we just can't come before god any kind of way that we want to why because we found out that moses uh uh aaron's i'm sorry we found that the aaron's sons were killed by god because they came before him any kind of way so we are learning a lot here and i tell you to put it in your bag so you can go back and chew on it uh, uh meditate on it like we found the the uh, about the clean and the unclean animals they got the whole feed and they chewing on the cud. we need to get this word and put it in our mouths and chew on it as the animal chew on their cud 
my gotham zion what a word what a word we are learning here today genesis exodus leviticus and numbers thank you for listening to sister alley cast and before we go let us pray may god bless and keep you we've learned about this prayer the details of this prayer may god bless and keep you may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you may he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in jesus mighty name thank you for listening to sister alec has t like comment follow share uh follow this ministry on social media do what you do to learn the word of god to get it on the inside we are building a foundation here for new believers we are starting at the very beginning we are building a solid foundation we are giving you the background of history we are learning where it all came from here today in Jesus' mighty name, I love you, and I will talk to you soon.